You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Welcome to My Millennial Property. My name is Emily Wallace and John just had three attempts at introing the episode. So here we are. I'm joined by John Pigeon. How are we? Yeah, rough start, but it's going to get better from here. It can only get better from here. Um, I feel like we should release bloopers because people only hear us in their ears, but I feel like we should release bloopers of us attempting to introduce ourselves, which should be the easiest part of the show. Should be. Nathan in editing, don't release bloopers, please. Mm. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, today we have had a couple of people put some comments out there and write into us around some changes to the STRA rules. Now, STRA, S-T-R-A, refers to short-term rental accommodation. Please don't confuse it with STRATA, which is a term in how properties are titled. We're talking STRA today. And the new rules have been announced to come into effect uh, 1st of November of this year, 2021. And we thought it would be worth unpacking these rules, the changes um, and what they mean because uh, you might be listening and you've got a short-term rental um, that you have on Airbnb or you manage yourself. You might be thinking about going into short-term rentals or maybe you might even use short-term rentals. It's good to be across it in any way, shape or form. Now, we've got a very, I would say, detailed document uh, that outlines the changes, but we've also got one that we're referring to, which you can find on the New South Wales government planning website. We'll put a link in the comments below in the show notes. But yeah, we just thought it'd be be worth sort of unpacking these rules rather than you having to read through the document. Yeah, please refer to the document in, in all cases. But yeah, just stressing that it is New South Wales government only. So it only applies to the state of New South Wales if you own a property in New South Wales. Um, we've had a few changes of late, haven't we? We've had the the new rental legislation rolled out in Victoria earlier this year, which is uh, yeah quite considerable changes for, for landlords, um, just raising the standards, I suppose, of what they're dishing out to tenants, aren't they? But um, this is uh, a little bit, well, it changes things from the point of view of having a more of a statewide legislation as opposed to a uh, uh, an individual council-driven um, policy. So we'll, we'll go through it and unpack it as best we can. So STRA refers to a dwelling used by the host to provide accommodation in the dwelling on a commercial basis for a temporary or short-term period. So I'm reading that word for word. Um, That means that it's less than 180 days. So your long-term leasing traditionally would be a six-month or 12-month rental or or maybe longer. But in this case, short-term rentals is um, no more than 180 days in the calendar year. 
So that can be made up of of, um, whatever you want it to to be really. So let's look at some, I suppose, some broad topic changes that are uh, taking effect on the 1st of November. Um, So planning rules that will take effect, the local council's existing rules will will apply up until then. Um, Currently, 11 councils have existing rules relating to STRA in their local planning controls. So these provisions will no longer apply when the new statewide planning rules come into effect on November 1. So that's where you need to to check to say, well, what are these new rules? And what I've got uh, at the moment with my local council is going to become obsolete come November 1. So that's a big change, isn't it? It is a big change. Good way to streamline something, right? Like I think, you know, certainly at a state level, mm. particularly when there's properties that border, you know, one council on another, like it gets a bit confusing as to what rule to follow. So great that it's at a state level and certainly will be a, a clean and smooth way to operate in that space, I, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. So Stra is exempt development under two scenarios, being hosted and non-hosted. So hosted Stra is basically when you as the host or the owner of the property uh, still resides at that dwelling and then you might rent out a room as such or two rooms or three rooms, whatever it may be. So hosted straw is you staying on site and, and not moving out for, for, for them to, to move into your short-term accommodation, whereas non-hosted can be carried out without the host residing on the premise. So understanding that we've got hosted and non-hosted stra. Now, the dwelling um, cannot be used for more than 180 days in the following locations, Greater Sydney, Ballina, Bega Valley, City of Newcastle, Dubbo Regional, certain land in the Clarence Valley and certain land in the Musselbrook area. Now, Emily, not sure why this is the case, but Byron Shire local government area is exempt from the STRA policy until January 2022. Well, I wonder if that's because, I mean, just this is quite a, re- a relevant um, scenario. I've just been looking at Airbnbs in Byron because I'm going away for a week there and it is very short-term accommodation heavy. I wonder if they're relying on that to boost back you know, like the tourism in that particular pocket because Byron relies heavily on tourists from what I understand. I wonder if if that plays into it. That would be the only logical explanation maybe that they're waiting for the summer season to and then just start next year. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So if you've got a a residential property in in Byron Bay or in the council of Byron Bay, you don't need to worry until 31st of January 2022. Um, and if you're sitting here listening with a property in any other state of Australia, none of this is relevant to you and <laughs> unless you go and buy a property in New South Wales any time soon. Correct. So what if my dwelling is part of a strata? Now, this is really common, obviously, for anyone who's got a, a unit or apartment that's under a strata. And you mentioned strata at the start of the session, Emily, not to get confused with stra, mm. uh, but you may be uh, running under a strata title and wanting to do some short-term rental accommodation. Now, if, if you're dwelling in a strata building is your principal place of residence, then you can undertake STRA under the policy without reference to possible strata bylaws, right? However, if it's not your principal place of residence, 
uh, then you are open to all the regulations listed by your strata bylaws and under the strata policy. So yeah, it does matter whether it's your principal place of residence or not, um, if you have a uh, property that's a strata, part of a strata or a body corporate. Yeah, and some of those body corporates have a blanket rule of like no short-term accommodation, no online listings. I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that the look and feel of an apartment block can really change if it's very transient and lots of people coming and going. Um, I've seen some apartment blocks even in Melbourne that have got like multiple key safes, you know, attached to the gate at the front because they're all Airbnbs. So it does help, you know, I guess keep the facilities nice and neat and and everyone knows who everyone is but obviously check in with your body corp manager um, when you're looking into that what do you think about short-term accommodation is it is it a good or bad thing for for suburbs around the country i actually think it's quite a good thing i think it gives more choice i think when you look at it as a tourism sort of tool I think it gives a really good local experience particularly when you stay with a host I know um, particularly in areas that are more like farmland or you know a bit more rural you get a bit more of an experience mm. um, that being said I'm sure it's disrupted the hotel industry to a degree because I'm I think people immediately and this is an assumption I don't have any data to back this up but I would say majority of people default to like an Airbnb site when they're going somewhere new over like booking.com or you know um, stays or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, for me personally, and this is just my weird way of thinking, but when I go to the city, I generally book a hotel. When mm-hmm. I go to the country, I'm more likely to look for an Airbnb. Yep. That's fair. Well, probably, I mean, no disrespect, but country motels, hotels, <laughs> I mean, some of them have very interesting mini bars. Like, <laughs> yeah, they do. Very, very interesting, interesting decor. Very everything. <laughs> absolutely. You know what to expect. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll take a break uh, and we'll come back and uh, unpack a few more of these changes so you're all up to speed. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So we've come to realise there's actually a fair bit in this document. John and I uh, are trying to unpack it as best we can for you. Something that's um, been brought to my attention is around there's new fire safety standards that your short-term rental accommodation must meet and uh, there's a detailed list as to what those are in this document, which, again, reference the show notes for a link to it but it's around obviously the installation of smoke alarms and what they must comply with uh, in terms of I guess the legal bare minimum and that they must be interconnected where there is more than one smoke alarm and you also have to have an evacuation plan um, and have it displayed in the property. So they're probably pretty stock standard I guess commercial fire Um, safety standards, but certainly a consideration for someone who is hosting a short-term rental that they need to be aware that those must be there. And off the back of that, what we have since discovered as well, which is definitely a new development, is there is a STRA register. So it's run by the government and it was developed to ensure the compliance with the fire safety standards. Now, it actually doesn't specify if this is absolutely mandatory, but from what I understand of this document, uh, it also links in to booking platforms such as Stays and Airbnb. So I guess it's got a dual purpose. It looks after the fire safety to make sure that's all regulated and complied with and you say, yes, I've complied with it. But it also tracks how many days your property has been uh, rented out for in the the rolling year period, which is mm. it's pretty good intel. It is, yeah. It basically, you've probably realised this if you've um, if you're still listening, but you, it's getting cracked down on, isn't it? So this short term accommodation is so popular that it's a a thing that's going to stay now. How are they going to regulate it? Well, they're they're starting to implement documents like this that are state-based to implement it, the use of online facilities to track um, what's being done and not being done. But if we go back to the the fire safety standards, I'd like to check for any dwelling that's got um, or being used for short-term accommodation who's got an evacuation plan and who's got smoke alarms that are interconnected where there's more than one alarm. Um, I know for, yeah, properties I've had dealings with, there's uh, there's none of that going on. Um, so, I'd, uh, yeah, if you've got a property and you're looking at providing short-term accommodation or you already are, there may be some steps that you need to take, um, put in place now so that in the event of some sort of um, audit or check, and it only takes really one user, one visitor to look at it and say, well, yeah, this this person or this owner should have an evacuation plan. They haven't um, to, to dob you in and you're in uh, licorice all sorts. So interesting licorice stuff, isn't sorts. it? <laughs> I haven't Do heard I that one out of your mouth yet. Licorice all sorts. <laughs> um, no, it's a very valid point. And I think 
do you know what? It doesn't actually really specify um, how they're cracking down on it. But I imagine over time, if not already, you'd have to provide like a certificate of, you know, fire safety rating from someone who's qualified to certify your home and then probably update it yearly or, you know, because smoke alarms have to be changed or the batteries need to be changed every year. I know I mm. pay someone to check mine every year in my rental. Um, yep. But yeah, one to certainly be aware of. My mind just got thinking like, with all these, you know, rules and trying to crack down on short-term, it's not as if they're making it difficult to have a short-term rental. I feel like, though, it's certainly like the rise of Airbnb and the rise of stays and and the like could and maybe has had an impact on the long-term rental market if people feel they can get better return if they flip it into an Airbnb. Have you, like, I mean, you're probably more privy to it where you guys are, just it's a bit more touristy up there, Central Coast and, you know, do you think that's fair assumption? Oh, look, generally the inquiries of, of should I buy a, a short-term rental accommodation property has, has um, gone through the roof in the last couple of years, no doubt. Um, obviously COVID put a stop to a lot of it or all of it, but yeah, the the ability to rent out per night um, or per week as opposed to just your standard $400 a week of rent on a long-term lease, uh, it's it's really increased because of, I think, the lack of accommodation for hotels and choices and, and people wanting that homely stay when they when they go away from home. So, yeah, look, I've, I've got a, a friend here locally who's um, – rented their home out for like $6,000 a week um, when they're away. So, and, and that's, and it's not um, anything flash by the way either. So it's, it's just in a location where, yeah, it's, uh, it's a desirable suburb to, to live and, um, or, or come and visit. So how long, how many weeks of long-term rental would you need to get that six grand? You're probably talking 10 weeks. So he can, he can get that in a week. So yeah, the numbers definitely stack up. And as you said, the, the rules and regulations aren't that harsh. They just need to fall in line with what's going to be safe. And, and they're really treating it as a, a commercial venture. So you've, you've got a commercial office space you go into, you've got a evacuation plan, you've got a fire extinguisher, you've, you've, you've got all that in place already they're just applying the same to short-term rental for residential. Now, a question that just is probably a very straightforward answer, but I'm not across. Um, Hopefully you are. Um, In terms of it being a short-term rental and gaining an income, um, even if you do, like even if it's a hosted short-term rental, you you need to declare that as an income, right, on your tax statement? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, again, that's another area of it where the tax office will want to know what sort of income's coming in. Now, they could easily do a, a quick check on Airbnb to, to see the addresses and uh, in the event of an audit and they would capture that anyway. So, yeah, um, as time goes on, more and more things are going to be automated and, and, and online. So, you want to get your ducks in a row um, before it's too late. Definitely. Mm. So, I think um, biggest thing out of this episode would be 
download the document if you are in New South Wales and you have a short-term rental or looking to get into the short-term rental market um, to make sure you're up to speed because, like we mentioned, rules come into effect November 1 with the exception of the Byron Bay Shire, which is not until uh, the 31st of January 2022. I can't believe it's going to be 2022 next year. Mm. Um, and, yeah, check it out, read up for yourself. But also, if you're listening from other states, um, don't be surprised if, you know, it is implemented over time in, in your state as well. Usually when one state introduces something that works, others follow suit because it's easy to copy than to create. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, be warned it could happen to you guys too. Be warned, yes. <laughs> now, um, just on the note of if you've already got approval uh, through your local council for short-term accommodation, um, that, that approval will remain. Um, so... Generally speaking, you do need council approval for any short-term accommodation. Uh, now, again, check your state on that, but uh, I would be careful if you haven't got approval to use um, to, to run your property as short-term accommodation. Um, so, yeah, just check your local council for the moment and, and then every, when it comes into play in November in New South Wales, um, obviously fall in line with the regulations. Most definitely. We were all about doing the right thing here. So make sure you do the yeah. right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing, people. Well, I think that's a wrap. I mean, I know it's probably a topic that, you know, not applicable to every single person who tunes in every week, but I think it's a good thing to be across and um, hope you've taken some value from it. And mm. if you are someone actually who owns a short term, like you run it successfully, we'd actually love to hear from you. I think it would be awesome to interview someone who successfully runs like an Airbnb or a stays and how they've gone through that process and where that little sweet spot is of operating really well. If that's you please reach out to us in any way, shape or form and we might get you on the potty. Yeah, totally. We love a good story. Love a good story. Well, until next week, John. Bye-bye. Goodbye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 